Are you ready to listen to a podcast? podcast. Here comes the Playhouse Podcast. Thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Find, subscribe, and listen. How do you feel about the phrase work wife or work husband? Does that bother you a little bit? We had Angie on the air with us this morning, and she's got a lot of different working angles with her husband and his work wife. You'll hear about that later in the podcast. Here we go. We've got Leslie had wrote us and said that over the weekend her dad bought yet another toy. It's not something brand new, but he has like a ton of toys, ton of machines around his property. 40-year-old truck is what he bought for $11,000 this weekend. So she's like, I do not want it to come across like I'm watching my inheritance dwindle away. More so like her, wow, another thing that I have to try and deal with and sell after he's gone. He's 78 years old, lives alone, and what he does is he'll buy something like that and love it for like a month and then it just sits there and she says it happens every single time so um that being the only child that's gonna have to deal with his estate and all that stuff she's like how can i convince him to stop buying stuff that he never uses i get that he likes it for about 30 days and then he's done with it so i just feel bad that she's gonna have to deal with all that alone being the only child you really don't you can hire an auction company they'll come in they'll tag everything and then they'll cut you a check at the end it's it's, it's, you can be really as involved as you want to be. I just hate that she's kind of pushing him into the grave already. That's at least my thoughts. Kylie, first thought when you heard this? That was my thoughts, too. I mean, what if he passes away in a week? You yeah. don't want him to not have what he wasn't happy for. I mean, as someone who's been in and out of working in nursing homes, one of the biggest things you hear is that they're upset that their kids make him sell their stuff mm-hmm. and then just, like, get rid of them. So if you think about that, I mean, what if he's gone? I mean, she doesn't have to do it all on her own. Um, other options. What if she does go at it, like has a sit down, serious sit down with him and says, you know, this is a lot of stuff that I'm going to have to deal with. Um, Felicia had a really good uh, suggestion that he should sit her down and show her all the paperwork, like the deeds and the and the um, titles and everything like that. So it's not as stressful. But I say sell out some of the stuff that you don't really use and go on vacations together, like a father daughter vacation every single year. Make memories like that with that money instead. Eleven thousand dollars is a yeah. lot of money, right? And at the same time, it's his money to choose what he wants to do with at the end of his life. I mean, he's only got so long left. How old are you, Kylie? Wouldn't you be upset? I'm 22. Imagine 70 years from right now. You're like in your 90s, and your daughter or son shows up and says, "Mom, I really wish you'd sell all this stuff so it's not a pain in my ass when you die." <laughs> Yeah, I, look, I feel a little bit like a burden. Like, oh. all right, go away, then. Yeah, I just. Yep, yep. Me, all the right, person that go. is about to die doesn't want to feel like a burden. I don't want to feel like they have so many loose ends to tie up. I would love for them to just be able to sit and remember me for good things instead of like, oh, what a pain. I don't ever think of yeah, either of I my mean, par- parents as leaving it a pain in the butt to sell their house and to go through their home and sell their stuff. They had a lot of ducks in a row, though. They had a lot of things set, yeah, so you didn't have I, to worry about a lot I, of it's, stuff. Uh, it's part of the grieving process, I think, is to take care of your loved ones mm-hmm. and to take care of what they cared about on this uh, You on also this had your sister. Yeah, but so. she doesn't ever do anything. <laughs> She's so worthless. She listens every day. Well, that's the day. only thing she does right. Hey, Kylie, I appreciate you. I hope you have a great morning. Take care. Don says, regarding the email, seriously count how many times she uses the word I. It speaks volumes. Mm. So, All right. Well, it's the playoffs with Kat and JJ. He's on something here. Yeah, she's listening. Hope you got something out of it, Leslie.
Hope it works out I just for cannot you. imagine having to sat down with my dad and go, listen, dad, I need you to sell all the stuff you've really loved and worked really hard to acquire. A pop, pop. Oh, it would be it. It would be it. He'd yeah. put the boxing gloves back on the table. He'd go, what? And I'd go, nothing. <laughs> See you later. Have a great day. Here's yeah. a Pfeiffer. Liam is like on this spicy McChicken. Oh, they're delicious. Yeah. And I read that that is, and it's so true. If you get a spicy McChicken, McCrispy chicken sandwich, that is for the world's people pleasers. And it's so true. He's like, I'm trying to instill that in him. Don't be that way. You know, it's always nice to make sure that you are a good human and making sure that, you know, you don't leave people feeling badly about you, but you don't need to be a people pleaser. I wouldn't I was say that, that I am, and I love those chicken sandwiches. Really? Yeah. Would that be what you'd choose yeah, at McDonald's? Sure. If, I could, if, I was, if I had to go through the McDonald's drive through today, it would be a spicy chicken sandwich. I wonder, does that ring true for you? Are you one that gets that every single time, and you're like, wow, I am actually a people pleaser. If you're a Big Mac lover, that means that you are loyal, and you're a traditionalist because they've been around since I bet I McDonald's haven't had a big, big Mac. You're I've never had... A Big Mac. In my I life. haven't had one when I was in college. I was living with this guy, and he was like one of my high school friends. And I don't know why, but we would wait until I think Big Macs would be a dollar. I know McChicken sandwiches would be a dollar. Yeah. And when we knew that time would come, mm-hmm. if he had class before I did, or if I had class before he did, we would leave each other a ten dollar bill on the center island. And if you just saw $10 sitting there, you knew yeah. they wanted 10 McChickens on your whoever was going to be home first. Yeah, I love a good McChicken. We, I mean, I, there was times that I went, and I was living in Egan at the time, and we were both taking classes at the U, that I would go through the drive-thru yeah. and get 20 McChicken sandwiches. Oh, my God. And we would sit down with a couple of beers, watch the Timberwolves or whatever that yeah. night, eat probably two or three of them, and the rest would all go back. We'd split them up. Each we each of us had a side of the refrigerator uh-huh. and years ago on that side and years ago on that side. And there was days that I knew McChicken was my only diet, yeah. but I could get by on probably four dollars for the entire day. There. It's like a chicken salad uh, if you think about it. And then he found there was a, a small restaurant just down the street from us that you had to get your own condiments and they were all in packets, whether it was ketchup, mustard or whatever. Uh-huh. And there was days that he would just walk in and say, can I use your bathroom? And he would use the bathroom, but on the way back through, he would grab like a handful of their mayonnaise because it was oh, almost God. the exact same as the McDonald's stuff. Oh, poor people. So that's exactly <laughs> what we would do. We had this. We had a jar. We had a, yeah. a mason jar of mayonnaise that tasted like the McDonald's mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. So when you heated up your McChicken, you know the mayo would get a little bit warm. You put the new cold mayo on there. Oh my right God, now. those were amazing days. Jeez, McNuggets mean you're the life of the party. By the way. And then hamburgers, you are just a crowd pleaser. Quarter pounder means you may be generous with your money when you splurge, but you want to get what you pay for. What's trending? What's trending? Trending is the idea of Margot Robbie playing Britney Spears. Now, my thing is they have Reese Witherspoon, Shonda Rhimes, Brad Pitt, all trying to get the rights to make Britney's memoir into a movie and Brad Pitt loves working with Margot Robbie so that would be a big fit but uh, it doesn't sound like she would go for it. It's being reported that you're one of the many wanting to turn the woman and me into an on-screen adaption. Is there any truth to that? No, I'm just hearing that tonight. It's not true. Would you ever play Britney and what do you think of her message? <laughs> Look, it's, it's not true. It's not true. She doesn't want anything to do yeah, with this. But she's very good. Very good at taking on people's persona. She's done it before um, so who would play you? 
in a movie about your life, your your interesting life of chicken strips and war road hockey trips. <laughs> Probably Kevin James. <laughs> Kevin James. I think Kevin yeah. James could pull off me. Okay. I could see that. He'd have to shave his head. He'd be great. I thought you were going to pick Rick from Pawn Stars. Oh, well, he's not an be. actor. Well, he could be. No, of course no, he's an actor. You no think freaking that's way. Not scripted. Like and a dumb nuts. No, I'm going Kevin James. How about you? I'm going to go Aubrey Plaza because of the <laughs> faces that I make. It's really pretty accurate. The face where you're like, is she mad or is she like cool with me or like is she? You know, yeah, I think that's a that's a spot on. In deep thought. Spot on. Well yeah. done. So who would play you in a movie about your life? Because they think Margot Robbie could pull off a good Britney Spears and. And if you are going to text in with your answer, will you include a picture of yourself, yes. like a selfie, so that we can see whether or not, because you can't say, I want Margot Robbie, but you're, you know, a brunette that doesn't have, like, her features. That's right. going to be a stretch. This has got to be something that's pretty close. Aubrey Plaza is pretty close to you. Yeah. Like that, say Mm-hmm. That's oh, it. <laughs> that's it. She'd have to start wearing a lot more baseball caps. Though. Yeah, maybe. A TikTok video of a, okay, so my sister-in-law Comes to my house yesterday and brings me, and what I've always done is anybody that hosts a party, I bring a hosting gift, right? My mom brought me a new doormat. I got a candle. I got a bottle of wine. My sister-in-law brought me a Stanley. Right on. $45 Stanley. I'm like, that is ridiculous. I can't believe you got me that. But Liam's face, because he was going to get me my first Stanley for Christmas, he stood in the corner like, you son of a gun. How could you do this? But now I know that it really is a good investment. This woman is getting a brand new car bought for her by Stanley because her car burned down, but not the Stanley. Fire yesterday. Still has ice in it. <laughs> I have seen the president of Stanley's video. I cannot believe they're going to buy me a car. The Stanley was the only thing that survived. How crazy is that? Does she still have ice in that yes. after a car fire? Yes. And That's bananas. That is how cool Stanleys are. So now I'm part of the Stanley club, yo. I just feel like a totally different woman, even though I just, what am I drinking out when, of today? When I see people at the gym with one of those, I immediately go, you hydrated, you know, amazing, you beautiful, little with it, trendy person. This event is sure to warm your heart with chocolatey cocoa and holiday treats abundant while you and your child share in a holiday to make it and take it. Craft situations are poignant. A letter are you to reading Santa. A commercial? And enjoy a book reading with Mrs. Claus and more. The holidays are full of hustle and bustle. Take <laughs> pause and enjoy the magic of the season with the candy cane and cocoa party. Would that was like the craziest thing I've ever heard. I'm a lyrical poet, if you didn't <laughs> okay. know it. If All you'd right. like to go and bring the kiddos, i uh, got to jump in line right now. 251-1047. We can get you in for free. And we're going to play a little game called Look Who's Talking. And I'll get to that as soon as you get on the uh, phone. So if you want to bring the kiddos, again, this is on the 2nd at the Green Mill here in St. Cloud. Santa's going to be there. Mrs. Claus, your kids will love it. But you got to call now to get in line. All right, 320-251-1047. Well, everyone's calling for that. Had to go back to my hometown yesterday with my wife, Trisha. Her high school friend, uh, her mom had passed away. And yesterday was the wake. Today is the funeral. You know, uh, unfortunately, we're not going to get to the funeral. So we went to pay our respects to her friend and uh, the, the family. 
So you get in line, and this is a, a small town funeral and wake. Basically, everybody from the town shows up. Plus, you know, if you're close, you go back and you pay your respects, right? So mm-hmm. there's hundreds of people there. Wow. So you get in line, and they kind of parade you through the funeral home, and you're looking at pictures of their life and their family and stuff like that, right? <sighs> then you sign the guest book. And you can drop off a donation, and maybe your donation goes towards a charity, a cause. Maybe it just goes to the family, right? Mm-hmm. Which I always thought was kind of weird. But then again, people help. Like when my one of my parents passed away, we both made sure that all the money was going to some charity, right? And I think I think originally it was probably meant to go towards funeral costs, which can get pretty expensive, and I get that. So, anyways, my wife goes and she signs the 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 book, the the guest book. And I just started paging through it because we were there pretty early. We were probably 15, 20 minutes Mm -hmm. there, but this was going to be like a four-hour thing. And I start looking at the people who had been there in front of us. And I saw something that made me stop and go, this is so odd. If my daughter, who was 20, saw this, she would probably have a problem with it. But the guest book was signed, Mrs. Arvin Peterson. Okay. Would you ever sign anything? Mrs. Derek. Right. <laughs> right. My wife would never sign anything. Mrs. My name. Well, ever. maybe he was closer to the dead person. Nope. Then. Oh, it, it, and I remember seeing this because was Arvin dead. No. Then why not Mr. And Mrs. Last name. Arvin Peterson. Mrs. Arvin Peterson, right underneath him. Wow. Yeah, I've never, I've never heard of that. I would, uh, here's what I would be willing to bet. And I want you to ask your grandmother this when you see her the next time. Did she ever used to sign something? Mrs. Dick. Barrick. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I would bet in her lifetime she had. I would bet when they first started getting together or when they were first married, she would sign the electric bill. Or she would sign a guest list or a card, Mrs. Dick Barrick. That would be interesting. I'm trying to see if I can have Derek find. I save all of my cards from her. She snail mails everything. And I'm going to get a tattoo with her handwriting. So I want to have that available. But um, yeah, I don't know. It would be different on it. No, I'm, t- I'm talking like you signed something. Not her. Like her, if she sent you a letter, it would be love Grandma Ellie. Right? Yeah, it would be like, grandma and grandpa. But like back in the day, she was an independent woman. They met in their 30s and she was traveling the world by herself. So I don't know if she would have done that, but I'm sure like people her age have done that. I guarantee it. I, and, and here's how I know. When my mother used to, she used to play organ for our church. And one of the things I would get to do when I would usher is to count the money. Uh-huh. You know, you get the offering plate, you count the money and people have envelopes that they would sign it yeah. or they'd put their name on it so that they got the tax credit at the end, right? The church would count up. You gave $8,000 to the church this year. You got that tax credit on your thing. But I remember seeing things, uh, Mrs. Ewald Gritzmacher, okay. you know, like stuff like that. Or Ms. What a handle. Yeah, or, yeah, right? But it was it was using your husband's name. You were still not an equal part of the marriage. Yeah. You were Mrs. His name. Well, women still aren't, if you think about it, equal parts of a marriage. Why? Because she had to take your last name. She doesn't have to anymore. Well, I mean, you never had to. Well, it was expected. Right. What would you do if, if Trisha, Trisha didn't was take her? I wouldn't have a problem with oh, that at all. <laughs> Look at her. Please. 
You would be like, you would have such an issue like walking around that she had a different last name. And then, and then the argument would be what last name should our kids have? Like, I'm not that stuck on that. I'm really not. I'm just saying nowadays it is a big deal. Like people are like, that's my identity for this long. I'm going to tell you, I had a tough time. I had a tough time changing my name. That was not, it was a psychological thing. I would have had zero problems. I was a Clark for how long? And then for 25 years. And then I have to be something else. And it's a weird concept to think about. But yeah, back in the day, you were that whole husband. You know, like that was your identity. You were Mrs. Cleaver. Yeah. You were Alquin Cleaver. (laughs) But it was just fear. I just, I stopped and I, I, Trish goes, you all right? I go, yeah. I go, I just, these people still sign Mrs. and then the last, the, the name of the husband. She doesn't have an identity. She's just the Mrs. It is a free, all-inclusive trip for two to the Mexican Mine Riviera. Five days, four nights, thanks to Burst Travel and KCLD. One of your very last chances to win this. Coming up Tuesday morning at 8.30 on the live show. Right now, let's get you back into the podcast. Can you help me? Can you help me? People's problems. It seems like this time of the year, everybody's got something they want to discuss on the radio and maybe get a little therapy out of the deal. So uh, I need you to listen to Angie real quick and then give us your thoughts. First, let's uh, deal. What's going on? You know, holidays are coming up and we have different budgets for different gifts. Okay. And he's really insistent on this $50 gift budget for his quote-unquote work wife, which, yeah. first of all, I hate that he calls her that because she's actually really pretty, and <laughs> I don't know if she calls him her work husband or what, but yeah. anyway, $50 is ridiculous. Like, that's way too much, in my opinion, for your co-worker. Like, like what is on his mind? I have no idea. I'm like, just get her a gift card and call it a day. Like, it doesn't have to be yeah. this fancy gift, but... um. Yeah, I don't know if he's trying to make me jealous. Like, I don't know if he's hiding anything because he's asking you to add it to the budget. Where if he was hiding something, he'd just grab the money. Right, he would just squirrel away some money and then make you not aware of the whole thing. Maybe he's trying to keep her happy. I I have never liked the term work husband, work wife. I think that's really weird. JJ and I have worked this closely, and I would never want to be referred yeah, to him as his work wife. Odd. Yeah, that's really <laughs> weird. But... um. I would maybe start with that because obviously that bothers you. Yeah, and they're both really into it, and they text each other all the time. So yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm getting a little weirded out by it, but also I guess you're right. He yeah. didn't have to necessarily disclose that. We got to get some boundaries. All right, can we call him? Would you mind if we called him? Oh, good idea. Real quick and just picked his brain. Yeah, let's okay. call him. All right, perfect. Let's get his phone number off the air, and then I want you to I want you to listen. Okay. Okay. Cat gets excited. I get nervous when we get really vague texts from our listeners like, hey, I got an issue going on. Can you bring me on the show? And then usually we're like, yeah, what's it about? And then when we don't hear more about it, then we just, all right, let's roll the dice. So uh, Cassie, welcome to the show. Uh, You want to tell everybody what the issue is since we really don't know? So I live in a house with four other people. Um, It's three other women, myself, and our male roommate who... Not gonna lie, is attractive. He's really sweet. He's funny, and so he's kind of like our house boyfriend, if you want to okay. phrase it like that. That's kind of cute. You could be a sitcom. <laughs> well, recently, him and I are pretty close, um, closer than the other girls, and 
he confided in me that he's actually gay and okay realizing that the women are you know ready to jump his bones and <laughs> he can feel the tension in the house um that's a big honor for him to tell you that you know that's a big deal that he trusts you enough honestly i felt super special that he told me and that confided in me but the only thing is like these other women are relentless like they tell me all the time like how you know they're gonna be the one to you know convince him or he's gonna draw the line with one of them that's but crazy like, they know they know so they know that or they suspect that he's gay and they want to they want to turn him or they just sound like they want him no, they just want him. They have no idea. Oh, my God. Like, he's attractive. He's great. He's a catch. He They're sounds like, like prey. You got to get him out of there. Honestly, these women are, like, in heat. I'm not even joking. <laughs> and they're just so ready to, like, jump his bones. So I Jesus. I don't really know what to do. I love him, but I'm also like, should you move out or should you come out? It feels like coming out might be a lot of pressure yeah but also yeah. he's getting pressure regardless so, so you're stuck. i'm not really sure so okay hang on a quick second here i'm gonna put you on hold so you hear everything mm. here there's a lot of items at play here you got a bunch of girls that want this dude you're living with but, but clearly they're not going to be able to have him you're the only one that knows that he prefers men over them but they're all honed up and they want him but that is not that's not your story to tell you know like it is a very big secret to keep and then to sit there and watch them plot and plan to get him <laughs> in bed. I'm sure you're like, my head's a little swimmy no, right won't. now. Like I'm trying to sort this out best. So like if, if you, okay, say, say you were in Cassie's spot, what would you do right now? I would probably tell him to move out because that's a lot of pressure. He's got to change where he lives. I don't know. There's so many places to live on this planet. Go find your own place and live your own truth. Obviously you can't live his own real life when he can't bring anybody home because I and I wonder what it is about Cassie that he's like I'm only going to trust her well, she's obviously got a trustworthy story. quality yeah if I if it were me I would watch this play out and laugh yeah about she it. definitely I would, did not share it on the radio I would so. right? I would encourage <laughs> I would encourage the rest of these women to go after him to see if they could get you to would him. you're yeah. awful it's That's like a, a it's like the hunger games kind of I mean it's I'm sure it's flattering for him to know that they're all trying to bet him up but I would probably take myself out of a situation where I had to keep lying and not living my own truth. And then if he lives at home by himself, then he can bring a guy home whenever he wanted. And then and then the secret will get out. I think you were right by saying this is such a, an honor to be trusted like this. It is. With this kind of a decision. I, w- I wonder if anyone else has been through this. You, you had to You had to keep the secret that one of your friends was gay before they decided to come out to everybody. You ever been through that? I mean, is that something you were able to kind of to go through? Right. That's crazy. You're looking at me like this is something you've done. No, not at all. The Playhouse podcast is made possible thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Catch the live show weekdays from 530 to 9 on 1047 KCLD. Now, share this with a friend.